0: Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God and eschewed evil. Job chapter 1, verse 1. The Bible tells us that if we choose to live in sin, then we make ourselves the servant of the master of sin and that the devil can do what he wills with what is his. However, if we choose to be the servant of God, then we belong to God and the devil has no right to us because we are above him being part of the family of God. In Romans chapter 6, verse 16, we read this, Do you not know that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness? This very clearly tells us that who we choose to obey is who has authority or power over us. So understanding that, we have to step back and realize that we know from Scripture that Job was righteous. Therefore, the devil could not do anything to him other than accuse him without first getting God's permission. That, I think, really is the depth of the story that God did give the devil permission. But it wasn't without good purpose. God does not take lightly the suffering of his children. Job would be rewarded in both this life and in the next for his place in God's great purpose. In Luke chapter 18, verse 29, we read this, And verily he, being Jesus, said unto them, his followers, Verily I say unto you that there is no man that hath left house or parent or brethren or wife or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive many fold more in this present life and in the world to come, eternal life. Jesus was telling this to his followers, but this is a biblical principle because that very exact thing happened to Job. Job remained faithful to God through his trial and eventually received back double what he had lost. But more than that, thousands of years later, we are still learning from his experience. He could have lived a good life and been forgotten by history and unrewarded by eternity. But because he loved a good God, he was part of something far grander than he could ever hope to comprehend while he was yet in it from his limited perspective. The world knows his name, and his fame transcends not only the ages, but entire dispensations, but also heaven and hell as well. All because he suffered well and resisted hell and kept his faith and focus on the final day. Because of this, temporary suffering gave way to eternal glory, and that is the most amazing thing about his story. In Romans chapter 8 verse 17, we read this, And if we are children of God, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we are willing to suffer with him, then we will also be glorified together with him. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed. In us. Oh, if we could get this in our spirit that in this life Job never got to know why he had to suffer so. But because he did, he got to know God like no one else in his generation. So it was worth it. Many souls throughout the ages have been strengthened in their wilderness season by his testimony. And one of the things that is so absolutely amazing about Job's story is that it was not written by him. It's not an autobiography. Job's story was actually given to Moses, and Moses wrote it down. And do you know who gave it to Moses? God himself. God wrote Job's story down. Did you know that? So yes, God was the one who mentioned Job to Satan that day when he said, Have you considered my servant Job? And then said it was okay to test him. But God was also the one who mentioned Job to Moses that day when he said, Did you know about my servant Job? Let me tell you his story so that you can go and tell all the world of his faithfulness. You've got to believe this, that no act of faith, humility, or endurance ever goes unnoticed, unvalidated, unappreciated, or unrewarded by God. Just give it some time and keep believing God and resisting the enemy and the temptation to give up. In Job chapter 19, verse 23, we read this, Job said, Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were penned in a book, that they were graven with an iron pen and lead in the rock forever. Oh, God really does give us the desires of our heart, my friend. For I know he said that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And that though after my skin the worms have destroyed this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. See, Job was holding on to faith in the resurrection. And that gave him strength and endurance through his time of tribulation. He says, I will see God in my flesh, whom I shall see for myself with mine own eyes. Shall I behold him? Even though he knew this would be after his death, he knew he would be resurrected if he just remained faithful to the end, though my reins be consumed within me. But you should say, why persecute we him, seeing that the root of the matter is found in me? Be ye therefore afraid of the sword, for wrath bringeth the punishment of the sword, that ye may know that there is a judgment." Job had faith for the final judgment, and he knew that justice would be served, that he would be validated, if not in the earth, then in the world to come. But he had to make it to the resurrection. And that gave him hope, and that gave him endurance, so that he was able to humble himself even against the prideful and the arrogant and the false accusations and the lies of the enemy and the betrayals of friends and family. First well, Peter chapter 5, verse 6 tells us this, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. See, sometimes things get hard and we don't understand it, but God had a great love and respect for Job. God allowed him to become something that was more than he could comprehend. That's why he couldn't understand his situation. He tried to make sense of it, but it was just too grand. That's why we have to humble ourselves to God's mighty hand. The Bible says that Jesus trusted God and entrusted himself to him, because he knew he was a faithful creator and that he loved him. We have got to have faith in God's love for us and that what he does is for the good, no matter what it seems like in the moment. He really does care for us. And if we will humble ourselves to his greater wisdom and purpose, then he will exalt us. He won't leave us in the dust. There's a scripture in the Old Testament, and I love it. It says he takes the beggar out of the dunghill and puts a crown upon him. That's us. So as we read in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we shall reap, if we don't give up. So Lord, we ask you today for endurance. We ask you for wisdom, Lord, let our faith be stirred by the reality of the amazing story of Job, not just that he was able to endure and that in this life, you really did give him back double what he lost, but that he got so much more in eternity, that his story was told by you to Moses panned, written down, and passed through the ages, that it still encourages people that in every tribe, tongue, and nation, they know Job. Not every biblical character is so identifiable, but if you say Job, even the unsaved in many cases can at least summarize the message that his testimony brings us. Oh Lord, we want to be useful to your kingdom. We want to be encouragers. We want to help people to make it. We want to turn men to you and help them to have faith in your faithfulness. And if that takes us through some difficult situations, then let us have endurance like Job did. Let us remember the resurrection and not allow anything or any person to cause us to do anything that might jeopardize our place in it. Father, we humble ourselves before you and recognize that we can't do anything and we can't understand everything, but just be with us. Stand with us in our furnace of affliction. Teach us through our uncertain seasons. Lead us beside still waters. Defend us. Be our restorer. Redeem us. Forgive us. Cleanse us. Fill us. Use us. Give us supernatural faith and endurance. God, we ask for strength for the days that are to come. We know that the days will get darker before your return. But you want us to shine brighter. And there may be some among us who have to walk through some difficult things and be Job's. Let us be encouraged that there was purpose in every moment. That he suffered, and that that temporary suffering did give way to eternal glory, and that he did help so very many through his story. Help us to be faithful. Help us to stay true. Help us to pick up our cross and follow after you. Lord, we pray it not just for ourselves, but for our family, for our churches, for our pastors, for our leaders. Because a cross is a very heavy thing to bear. We're reminded that even Jesus buckled under the weight and God raised up someone to help him to carry it. I think that was simply to say that there's no shame in bearing one another's burdens. In fact, the Bible says that when we do that, we fulfill the law of Christ. So let us not forget to intercede for one another. Not to blame or accuse or try to find fault. But to lift up and to encourage and to teach and to keep reminding one another to live for the resurrection and the world to come just like Job did. Because in the book of Revelations, there was a church that Jesus said was about to die spiritually, he said, but strengthen what is left. Help them have faith and endurance for the resurrection of the dead. Help him to keep looking forward to what's coming and not be overwhelmed by what is currently before them. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus understood that there was a great weighty trial coming, he cried out in prayer, and the Lord sent an angel to strengthen him there. It is in the hour of prayer that God will strengthen us with the endurance that we need to fulfill our purpose. So, Lord, we know we can't do it without you, because without you we are nothing. But we also know that with you nothing is impossible, nothing is too hard. So we ask you for strength and for wisdom, that you would stir up our understanding of your love for us, and that we would be humble enough to know that we can't understand everything that you're doing. And ultimately that was your message to Job. When you said, were you there when I hung the stars in the sky and measured out the mountains and the seas? We can't comprehend. You don't have to explain yourself to me. Just remind me of your goodness, of your love, and that all of it has a purpose. And as we ask you to strengthen us, we thank you in faith and receive it in full in the mighty name of Jesus this message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries to learn more about our ministries please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com